it was before the Lord who chose me instead of your father and all of his house to appoint me ruler over the people of Israel. Therefore, I will play music before the Lord, and it will be even more undignified before him than I was before. So David's basically saying, hey, you know what? You want to criticize me for being dancing before the Lord like the Lord has called me to do? I'm going to do it even more undignified so it embarrasses you even more. <laughs> so keep up the good work. David was dancing uncovered before the Lord. He was praising and singing, him, singing to him with all his might. He saw the ark of the Lord. He saw the presence of God being called in and carried in on the, on the wagon. And um, he knew what that ark contained. He knew what was in that ark to, and what it was. David received a revelation of what we know now before anyone else did. David received a revelation of something that was meant for the New Testament believers before its time. He was so excited. He was so, that was my phone. He was so um, overjoyed by it that he couldn't contain himself. He couldn't contain anything that was humanly possible. I mean, he, was, he, he wasn't like, oh, yep, the joy of the Lord is my strength. He wasn't waiting. For, he wasn't standing there going, the ark is here. Yay. He had a little... Has a little Israeli flag. The ark is here, waving his flag. He wasn't doing that. He was dancing because he knew what the presence of the Lord is. He, David knew. That's why David was called the man after God's heart. David understood. He knew what the ark of the covenant was. He knew it was the presence of God, and he knew what we would be doing today is dancing before the Lord. We knew that he would. He knew what we were going to experience. He knew that we were going to have the Holy Spirit. He knew that we were going to be able to worship him the way that we do now. So David received a revelation and danced before the Lord. Everybody's like, oh, he was, he was dancing around in his underwear. And basically here, old school underwear was this. It was a white linen cloth that went down below the knees. It's what the priests wore before they, before they put their, their normal garments on. And so he was dancing around in his old school skibbies. And, um, but he was, he was, Dancing before God, un, uncovered, unashamed, and really didn't care what anybody else said. His own wife, who was Saul's daughter, which that probably wasn't a happy, um, real happy marriage there, you know. It's like, how dare you dance before the Lord? How dare you embarrass me? I am Saul's daughter. I am, I am basically, you know, your wife. How dare you embarrass me by being uncovered and dancing around? David's true heart for his father and for the father, he knew who God was. He knew who, who God was, his presence. He understood the presence of God. David, David had an understanding of God's presence, an understanding of the Holy Spirit, and, and before anyone else did, before the children of Israel even understood who it was. So we look and we see for us, raising our hands, moving around, dancing, that's normal. But for David, that was, that was not presentable in the eyes of a lot of people. Because David said, I'm going to, you know what, I don't care about all these fancy garments. I'm going to come before the Lord. I'm going to come before him in nothing but just me. I'm not going to embarrass myself even more, but I'm going I'm to come to him in just my, my, my robe, and I'm going to come to him 
not dressed up in fancy robes, not with jewelry, not with my crown. I'm coming in before the Lord as a person, not as a king. So we look at David and we're like, man, this guy was crazy. He loved to worship. David had the heart of worship, and David understood worship way before anyone else did. That's why we have the worship that we have today is because David learned something, understood something, and brought it into the present time. Now you guys turn to Judges for me. We'll go to Judges 6.36. You guys all know this story. We've talked about this a couple times. But God is talking to Gideon. He comes to Gideon. He sends an angel to Gideon. He says, you mighty man of valor. And Gideon's like, huh, who me? Um, you, you know who I am. Like, I'm, I'm the runt of the family, and my family's the runt of the, of the tribe, and my tribe is the runt of all the tribes. And he's like, you're talking to me. I'm not what you say I am. God declared something over him before it was even true. That's what a declaration is. A declaration is actually declaring something even though it may not look like it's there, may not feel like it's there. We declare something over that circumstance, over that area, because what we're doing is we're claiming the word of God over that area, and that's what God did. He said, I'm the word. I'm declaring myself over you. I'm declaring what I see over you to what you're going to be. God saw him as a mighty man of valor, even though Gideon was hiding in a threshing um, hole, you know, hiding and making, trying to get his food before the enemy, so the enemy wouldn't steal it. So in verse 36, Gideon spoke to the, tr- to the true God, and this is what Gideon said, so that I can know that it's truly you and that you plan to use me and rescue Israel, I'm going to lay out a wolf fleece on the threshing floor. Tomorrow morning, if it is wet with dew while the ground around it is dry, then I will know you are going to use me to deliver Israel as you have told me. So the next morning, that was what he found. In fact, Gideon wrung enough water out of the fleece to fill a bowl while the floor around it remained dry. But Gideon still was not satisfied. This guy is not like, he's not like, yeah, I'm just going to take your word for it. You know, like a lot of us, you know, we'll just be like, oh, really? Okay, I'll take your word for it. And we go on. But Gideon's like, no, I, 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 you know, this is cool. Okay, I understand this. I'm going to try one more time. In some translations, it says, do not, pour your, uh, do not bring your wrath against me. But this one says, Gideon says to the true God, Please don't be angry with me. While I was, while, ugh. And I will ask this one thing more. Please let me use the fleece again to prove you are with me. But this time let me lay out the fleece and let it remain dry while, we are, while the floor around it is wet with dew. So God did as he asked that night. The next morning the fleece was completely dry while the floor around it was wet with dew. Gideon knew that God was calling him to deliver his people. Gideon asked for a specific thing twice. He looked and said, you know what? If this is really God, if this is really who you are, and you really want me to do this, and this is what you've declared over me, you're a, I'm a mighty man of valor, and I'm going I'm to release, I'm going to help bring the children of Israel out of uh, captivity or, or you know, set them free from their enemies, I'm going to do this. I want to I test this. I want, I want to make sure that this is, this is God who I'm hearing from. So he says, you know, I'm going to take this, you know, fleece, this blanket that I have, this wool fleece, I'm going to set it in the middle of this floor that I'm standing in now because I'm not going up the stairs because I don't want to be seen 
If I go out of this hole, they're going to see me. So I'm going to lay it here. And tomorrow, if it's wet, I'll know you're God. So he comes back in the morning. He's like, you know what? Let's see how this works. I can just imagine, he, you know, he probably goes to bed. He, he wakes up and he goes, was I really knowing this is God? Was I really knowing this is who I was hearing from? You know, was it some bad manna? Was it, you know, I, I, what, what was it? You know, did I have... So he's like, I'm going to hear from God. I want to hear from God, so I want to make sure. So he lays that fleece out the night before, and he says, you know, comes back the next morning, he goes, let's just see what this is. Was I delirious? Was I imagining things? And he comes back, and he's like, yep, it definitely was. So like it says, he rings it out, and basically enough for a bowl. But just to make sure, he's like, hey, don't be angry with me. You know, he's like, I'm halfway into the faith of this but I really need to know that, that next step. And he goes, I'm going to leave this fleece uncovered again, and I want it to be dry, and I want the ground to be wet. And it happens. So he's like, yep, definitely know it's God now. Because God gave him exactly the sign that he was looking for. Very few times do you see God give us the sign that we're looking for? We're like, okay, God, if this is going to be it, let it be this, and I need it to be like this. And we get into that Gideon mindset of, God, I'm going to leave this, I'm going to do this, and if this person comes up to me and says this exact phrase, then I'll know it's you. But God's like, mm, yeah, I'm not going to do that. And so many times we go, okay, God, if it's going to be this way, this certain person, this certain person I work with, a certain family member is going to come to me and just say this, and I'm going to be like, okay, God, it's great. And then God's like, um, yeah, I was going to try to say that to you, that person you passed on the street that, we were going to, that wanted to talk to you, but you're waiting for me to operate a certain way. And how many of you guys know God doesn't operate the way we want him to operate? <laughs> Never. And, and if it does line up with the way we, are, we want, it's like, oh, I wanted that like a year ago, but hey, I'll take it now. Um, <laughs> So Gideon asked for God to do something specific twice. He left the fleece uncovered. So I, um, you guys, most of you guys know I work in an RV dealership. So every, usually every morning I go out and I unlock every RV so customers can get in. And so I get there, you know, it's 8.50, 8.45 at night and, or in the morning, excuse me. And I'm walking, I'm walking through and I'm unlocking them and, and, and stuff like that. And didn't think anything of it, and so I unlocked, and this was Wednesday, Thursday morning, I don't know, one of those days, and I'm unlocking stuff, and, and um, I get done, and I, I walk back, and, and um, I just go about my day, and then, I don't know what day it was, Thursday, I came home, I said, Sarah, my shoes stink, <laughs> it smelled like something had died in my shoes, you know, I'm like, oh, so I got like this awesome mixture of like rubbing alcohol with spearmint in it and like um, vinegar and I'm like dousing it down and I got one pair in the freezer in a plastic bag and I, and I got the other pair, you know, I'm like, and I'm, I'm dousing it down and I'm like, I let it sit and I'm like, you know what? And then I, so, so I took some dish soap and some alcohol and some vinegar and put it in the hot water in the sink and soaking my shoes and I'm scrubbing them out and I'm, I'm like, something's got to take away this stench. And so I'm, I'm scrubbing them downstairs, like, they'll smell like death, you know what I mean? Just like, and she's like, she thought the cat peed in the entryway. I'm like, nope, those are the shoes. So 
Um, so I, I was scrubbing my shoes down. And then Friday, God, was, God was, kind of spoke to me. He said, in, in, I'm going to kind of paraphrase it for you. He said, in your work, you're walking through the grass. The dew was covering my shoes. It was soaking my socks. It was soaking everything. My feet were wet. Basically, from here down was soaked. My toes were soaked. Everything was wet. And so I would do that every morning. I would walk through the grass. I would walk through and, and unlock. My feet were wet. My feet are always wet, and, I, and, you know, and they dry quick, and, and I'm, it didn't really bother me. And God showed me that his blessings and the full life that is in him is like the dew. And I'm going to explain this to you. God, the dew comes down every night. Whether it's warm or it's cold, it's either wet in the morning or frosty in the morning. But no matter what, it's always there. It's always there. It may heat up quick enough to where it evaporates before we can get out to see it. But it's always there. God said that the, his blessings are like the dew. His blessings come down every day. They're there every day, even when we can't see it. There's times where the blessing is there in our life and we cannot see it. And what happens is the sun evaporates it too quick. And before we get out, we sleep in. Oh, it's gone. But the dew comes down every morning, just like his blessings come to us every day. It comes down and has the ability to soak into every area of your life. And he was, and he was kind of telling me that. And I was like, man, that's, I actually got my voice recorder out when I'm driving down the road because I was driving from one of our lots to the other lot. And I, I just started, um, you know, speaking it so I could remember it. And he said the dew has the ability to soak into every area of your life. His blessing is always poured out to his children, but do we walk in it? Do we walk in it? It's there. It, it was, it's like we don't have the ability to see it sometimes, but we walk in it. And then there's other times where it's there, but we don't walk in it. So every morning I walk now. I always walk through and I see the water. And, you know, and every day there's, my shoes are wet and, and there's always some kind of, of of moisture on my shoes and it reminds me of his blessing because it's there every day and it permeates everything. It gets in my shoes, my shoes are soaked, my, my toes are soaked, everything is wet from it. And that's the way our lives should be with his blessing. Everything, that it, his blessing should be so thick, so tangible, so overpowering that it, it soaks and, and, and um, covers everything. So his blessing is poured out to us on a daily basis, but do we walk in it? But that's not, that's not, the, that's not the whole point of where I'm coming to. What I, was, I want to talk to you guys about is this. Is while I'm walking, I noticed how, the ground, how wet the ground was. But what I really noticed was how dry the ground was under the RVs. Everything around it is soaked. The dew is soaked. The RVs are dripping water. There's a little bit, there's a little uh, um, runoffs on the top, and it's actually running water off those, but everything under the RV is dry. I noticed how dry the ground was underneath of it, 
And God showed me God showed me that the ground was our lives, but the ground that was covered is also alive. There's, there's, I'm walking through this zoo, and I'm, I'm unlocking things, and I'm getting my feet wet, but I'm looking at every RV. There's 40 foot of RV standing in front of me, and, and, and I see that it's completely parched, or parched. There's no moisture. There's no nothing on it, but everything around it is soaked. Everything around it is soaked, it's wet, it's, it's you know, you could go out there and, and you know, get a towel and, and completely drench it and, and wring it out. He wants to pour something out in our lives, but I believe that a lot of times that we're covered. The wet ground is our lives, but the covered ground can be our lives also. And God really wants to do something in our lives. And he said that the fullness of life, the life that he has for you, what he wants to pour out in our lives cannot be poured out where there are things that are covered or hidden. Things that are, are not open to, his, to him allowing to work in our lives. God cannot pour blessing out into our lives. God cannot put his blessing into our lives by things that are covered or hidden away from the in our lives. God does not have the right to force his will or blessing upon us. And so many times we have the blessing sitting in front of us, but we've got a it's kind of like walking through the rain. I don't want, you know, God's blessing is coming down on us and it's raining everywhere around us, and, but we don't want to get our heads wet. So we put that umbrella on and it's just bouncing off and we put this, this um, poncho on it just to keep ourselves from, from getting covered. But God says, my blessing, my entire uh, kingdom that I have for you has to permeate you. It cannot be covered. You cannot wear, you know, hip waders and say, okay, I'm going to walk into the blessing of God, but I'm going to cover this part because I don't want to get this part saturated. I don't want to get this part. This is a part that I like, and I can't walk into the kingdom of God. I can't walk into his blessing if you have those on. He doesn't have the right to force us. So anything we hide away from him or don't uncover to him, he cannot bring his blessing upon us. Anything that we resist him in, anything that we don't hand over to him, anything that we cover in our lives, hide it away and hold on to it. God's like, I can't pour blessing into this because you're putting a cover over it. You're putting a umbrella over it. You're putting a um, poncho over it. You're putting something over it because you want to hold on to that. But God's like, I got so much more. My blessing will soak your feet, will soak your legs, everything. You guys ever been out in, in a field in the morning when it's, there's dew and you come back and you're just covered. I mean, from like the waist down, you're just soaked because you're out there, you're walking around. I do it, I, I haven't done it in a while, but I used to walk in the woods, walk through the field, walk in the woods in the morning. I'd get up in the morning and, and go through it. And I, a lot of times I'd wear like uh, two pairs of pants because my pants would just be soaked. And so what I would do is I'd get through all of that. And then once I got out to the woods, I'd take that pair of pants off and leave the other pair of pants on because they were so wet and so soaked that I couldn't. It was just encumbering me. God cannot bring his joy, his peace, his blessing, the health, 
or his presence, his overwhelming fullness of his kingdom into lives that are covered. So we look at, we look at Gideon and he said, I'm going to lay this fleece out here and I wanted it to be covered. And I'm going to lay this fleece out here and I don't want it to be covered. I want the ground around it. And, I, and my question to you is, which fleece do you want to be? Do you want to be that fleece that's dry as a bone and everything else around you is covered in his fullness of life, his mercy, his grace, his peace, his joy, his healing? Or do you want to be the one that is saturated? And people are like, why are you saturated? Why is your life so different? And everything around us is dry. But you are full of God's peace, his joy, his wholeness. Nothing hidden away will receive the dew in the morning. You know, you go out to your car. If you've ever had, uh, you leave your car window open and it gets a lot of dew, you get the dew on the outside and you get the dew on the inside. You get this double effect of it. But anything, the windows are closed, you don't have to worry about it. God's like, open yourself up. Open your life up to me so you can receive everything that you have. Lay it out so that you're not covered, because when you're covered, you're not going to receive everything. You're hiding things from me, not that you can hide it from them, but you're taking things and saying, this is my personal kingdom, God, and I'm going to hold on to this in this personal kingdom of mine. But I want the rest of it to be covered by your kingdom. Nothing that is covered ever receives the dew. If you look, you can go home right now, and there's probably still dew outside. Let me look. Maybe, maybe not. You guys can still go outside in the morning. Go out and look tomorrow morning. Wake up and look and see what is covered and what is not covered. And see what co- covers anything that is revealed and open to the, to the air. Look underneath your car. It'll be dry under your car, but your car is covered with it. Because God is saying, I want to pour out my fullness upon you. I want to pour out my rain, my dew, everything that is of me into your life. But you go into a garage and say, you know what, I'm going to hide this in the garage, I'm going to hide this in the garage, I'm going to put this in the garage. Because I like kind of like where this is at, and I have control of this area, and I can do what I want to do in this area, but I want... God, I want your peace, I want your joy, I want your fullness, and I want all the, the blessings that come along with your kingdom, but I want to hold on to these areas of my personal kingdom that are in the garage. So we have two choices. Can we, do we want to be a, a fleece that is soaked and everything else around it is dry? You know what happens when the, the, if the fleece is soaked and everything around it is dry? It's an oasis. People, bugs will come to it. Animals will come to it because they're looking for something that has life. But if you choose to be that fleece that is dry and everything around it is wet, you're looking going, I need something. I need moisture. I need life. I need something. And what happens is, is then you don't know what to do. You're just like, I'm dry. And God's like, I have the ability to pour out, but you have to uncover yourself. You have to take yourself out and put it in an open spot to let me deal with it and let me work in your life. 
Hosea 14.5 says, I will be like the dew to Israel. He will blossom like a lily. Like cedars of Lebanon, he will send down his roots. So we look, at, we look at God and we're like, okay, God, I want everything you have. And God's like, I want to give you everything I have, but I can't give it to you because you, don't even, you haven't laid your fleece out for me to give it to you. You haven't laid that out into the, the open for me to, to rain down what I have for you. Plants can't send down roots without, without moisture. They can't grow without moisture. They can't grow without soil. Um, I've got a jug out in the yard that I've got some lilacs growing that I cut off shoots and I just stuck them in the, in the jug to grow roots. Well, they'll, they'll continue to have roots, but they will not grow because they have to have soil to grow. But if I, didn't, if I just put them, out in the so, if I put them out on the ground and set them there and said, okay, grow, they, they're not going to. They're going to dry up and they're going to fade away. But you put them in moisture. You allow that moisture to take and it permeates them. And they actually, they had nothing. They were just shoots. I cut them off with a knife and threw them in there. And they got roots like three to four inches long. But if I had left them out in the dirt, not burying them, not putting them in moisture, they wouldn't do anything. So the fleece, it comes back to this, are the fleeces, what are the fleeces that we have? Are, are we going to be dry and parched and everything around us goes, man, why is this so, why is everything else in everybody's life, everything else looks so good? Why, why does everything seem full, they seem um, healthy and, and everything else here is dry? God's like, be that first fleece. God wanted God didn't want to do the second fleece. God said, I'm just going to show you the first time that I am God, and you take my word for it. But Gideon didn't trust and said, you know, I need a second time to know it. But God's like, I'm trying to show you that I'm going to make everything around it dry. I'm going to make this one spot soak. Because, you know what, his mercy, his grace, the fullness of who God is and what he wants in our lives is like dew. And it comes down every day, but we have to just open ourselves up and say, you know what, screw it, I don't even care. I'm just going to go fully into what God has for me, whether it hurts, whether it seems weird, whether it seems like I've got to give up my own desires, my own personal kingdom to be part of what you do. To give up my fear, to give up my, my worry about what is going to happen and say, you know, it's not about what I want, it's about what God wants and I'm going to go what, tell, do what he wants me to do in his kingdom and what happens is, is when we do what is in his kingdom, he will build ours. He will build into our life and God will say, you know what, you, you sacrifice and you give to my kingdom and you follow me 100% and what will happen is your personal life will grow from that. But are we dry in the middle of, of, of a dew-soaked field or are we wet in the middle of a parched world? I believe God wants us to be that soaked fleece in the middle of a parched world. So people are coming and saying, I need life. Water is life. You can live without food. I can't live without food. Um, but you can't live without water. It takes a while for you to, it takes a while for you to die with, by not having food. But if you don't have water, it's quick. And God says, you know what? Be that soaked fleece to you wring out a bowl so when the, when the dry and the, and the weary come in, you have something to give them. Because God is not going to, like I said, God wants to pour out so much in your lives. He wants to pour out, but we cannot be that 
covered fleece in the middle of, of the garage going, okay, God, pour out your blessing, but we have something that's covering it. I believe God is going to pour out something in, in all of us, and there's areas in every one of our lives that we can say, you know what, God, I got a covering on that. Whether it's a, a hand or a, a, an umbrella or a coat or something, God's saying, I want to pour out, and we've got to examine ourselves and say, man, God, what, do you ha- what is in my life that I need to uncover so you can pour your blessing down on me and have your blessing permeate everything, saturate everything that I am? Let's pray.